Okay, so um, Katie Hill, Representative Katie Hill, has resigned from Congress. And, you know, I gotta say this, man. When you are a... I should say this. The standard is higher for elected officials. It's much higher. And... You have to think before you have to you have to think about this before you want to be an elected official, you have to think, okay, am I willing to am I willing to up the ante on my standard of living? There are certain things that you can't do. There are certain things that are frowned upon where normal normal people can do. Now I'm not saying it's okay. To have an affair, that's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying it's even worse when you have, you know, when you have, when you are an elected official and, you know, the the public pretty much trusts you. They voted you in. They're like, okay, this is someone of good standing. And then it comes out that you had an affair. Um, and it's it's just very, it's just very interesting. And so... Um, I'm going to get a little bit into the article, but that's not really the point I want to, I want to make. I want to talk about affairs and cheating and stuff like that because, you know, I was just curious, you know, I was kind of following the story and I was like, okay, I just wonder how common is it? And I found some pretty interesting stuff. So, you know, let me get into the, let me get into the article. Uh, This is from the Western Journal. Okay. Democratic uh, Representative Katie Hill of California, the target of a House Ethics Committee investigation for an alleged improper relationship with Graham Kelly, her legislative director, announced Sunday that she is resigning. Such relationships are banned under ethics rules. Hill, who is openly bisexual, has also admitted to an affair with the former campaign aide, who has been identified as 24-year-old Morgan uh, something. I can't pronounce the last name. Morgan D., according to the Washington Examiner. Provocative images of Hill were also published online, including some in the Daily Mail, which defied a cease-and-desist order from Hill's attorneys to take down the images. The images included one in which Hill was combing the hair of Morgan while nude. Other images purported to show Hill with a bong. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. First of all, first of all, here's the thing. I'm, I'm going to talk about social media for a little bit. You can, here's the thing. If you want to take a picture of something, take a picture of it. A lot of people get in trouble when they post it. If you want to keep something for your own, for yourself. Okay, but do not post it. If you think it could... Just, I just don't post it. It's like, it's like certain pictures like this. Okay, combing, you know, you want to comb, you know, your lover's hair while you're in the nude and you take a picture of it. Okay, go ahead. If you want to do that, go ahead. I just don't know why you would, you know, want to post that. And, um, 
or, you know, just even give anyone a chance. There's just, there's, let me just say this. There are certain things that you should keep to yourself and that no one else should know about. No one else should see. And then her with a bong. Come on now. It's just, if you want to do that in your private time, I I guess so. You're going to be seen as kind of more of a bum. But you can do that if you want. But, you know, just... Uh, I just, I just, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But you do have to ask yourself, am I willing to live at a higher standard? Am I willing to be looked at constantly? Am I, am I willing to have, you know, skeletons pulled out of my closet? Stuff that I, stuff that you may have forgotten about. I mean, when you run for office, I mean, especially the presidency, the higher the office, the more digging they do. And it's just like, oh my goodness. It's like, do I really want stuff to be... I mean, they interview old teachers, classmates, neighbors, um, principals, um, roommates. I mean, they go through pretty much everyone you've ever had, you know, a decent amount of contact with. And it's just truly incredible. They do so much research. And I mean, now with social media... Hey man, I mean, we're gonna be, we're gonna, I'm gonna say this, we're gonna be having some candidates, and we're gonna be looking at their stuff, and it's gonna be like, oh my god. It's just gonna be seen in a worse way, where it's like, okay, that was a, it's a common thing, but when you are running for a position where you are elected by, elected to by people, the standard is just higher. So I will say this, when I hear about certain things like this, like when I hear about, okay, affairs and things like that to me it's like okay it's just it just looks worse because she's an it just looks worse because she's an elected official affairs are fairly common they really are it's sad it's unfortunate but it happens so i i did i did some research and it was really interesting what i came up with now the only the only stereotype that I had concerning affairs was correct. And that was that men cheat more often than women, which is true. Okay. So I have, I'm going to have, I have multiple sources. So just, um, just stay with me. Okay. So this is, uh, colorado.edu. This is from, uh, April 4th, 2018 by Doug McPherson. Um, Extramarital sex partners likely to be close friends and men are more apt to cheat. That's not really a surprise to anyone, I think. Okay. Americans who admit to having extramarital sex most likely cheat with a close friend. According to research from the University of Colorado, Colorado Boulder's Department of Psychology and Neuroscience, just over half, 53.5% of those reporting extramarital sex, extramarital sex, said they were unfaithful with someone they knew well, such as a close friend. About a third of affairs are with someone who's somewhat well-known, such as a neighbor, co-worker, or long-term acquaintance, about 29.4%. The rest of affairs occur with casual acquaintances. And that's something that's important to think about. It's not just the the best-looking person that you have access to. When you have an affair, the first thing that happens is you need to have a connection. So it's an emotional affair. 
before it's physical. Most times, the the vast majority of things, the vast majority of affairs, it goes from emotional, it goes from emotional to physical. It's not just physical, it's like, oh, you know, you're really hot. No, it's not that. Most of the time. And on the question of who reports cheating more, the researchers, um, Lindsay Lebrecht, I think that's how you pronounce it, a PhD psychology student, and Mark Wisman, a psychology professor at CU Boulder, says it's consistently reported more frequently by men, despite reports from the media and some clinicians that men and women engage in infidelity at similar rates. Uh, the researchers culled data from nine years of the General Social Survey, analyzing responses from 13,030 people nationwide. The two researchers, two researchers found that 21% of men and 13% of women reported infidelity at some point in their lifetime, and that is, and that this gender difference has been consistent from 2000 to 2016. Uh, Lebrecht adds that men are more likely than women to hold more favorable attitudes about extramarital sex. Which, that I found interesting. Another gender difference, among those who reported having extramarital sex in the past year, men were much more likely than women to have paid for or have received payment for sex at about 12% compared to just 1%. Now, stay with me here. I'm not justifying cheating. I'm not, but just stay with me. You, if you're a woman, you don't really understand how deep this sex thing runs with us. It is very, very, very deep. And unless you're a guy, you can't fully grasp it. So it runs very deep with us. I mean, we will, we will pay for sex. We will lie for sex. We will beg for sex. I mean, we, we just, we're, we are just wired that way. I'm not condoning cheating. I'm not condoning affairs. I'm not doing any of that. I'm just saying it runs really deep with us. So the payment part, that's another thing that did not surprise me. Like, I mean, guys, that's why most prostitutes are women. Because guys are willing to pay for sex. Women will, but it's very, I mean, it's very, very, very unlikely. It's extraordinarily unlikely. Okay. Um, but now, you know, so let me, let me go down, let me skip a few paragraphs. Um, okay. The researchers, now this is kind of interesting. The researchers say they also found that attitudes about extramarital sex are growing slightly more relaxed. We found that while most Americans still disapprove of extramarital sex, there has been a small change that may reflect more tolerance and flexibility in attitudes. That wasn't surprising. Um, but here we go. In 2000, about 79% of Americans viewed extramarital sex as always wrong. And about 7% of Americans reported extramarital sex as wrong only sometimes, compared to 76% and 9% in 2016, respectively. So not that much of a change. But, you know, it's still something, it does show that we are kind of, okay, you know, you know, the whole term, you know, a hall pass or a free pass, I do know, I do know a few married couples 
who do say that once a year, once a year, they they give their spouse, they can use that any time of the year, they give them a hall pass and they say, okay, you can you can cheat with one person in the year and you can do it one time per year. And they, they, they do it. And these, these couples are more, they're younger. Um, they're older than me, but they're still, you know, relatively young couples. Um, but I just found that interesting. Um, now, here we go. Now, this is from another source. Um, this is from, uh, Robert Weiss. Uh, msw.com okay so he has two articles one on why do women cheat and why do men cheat okay so i'm gonna start with the women and then i'm gonna go to the man part afterwards because um you know the men i can i can expound more upon because i am a man okay so why do women cheat even though most women who engage in relationship infidelity understand on some level that what they are doing is potentially harmful to both their relationship and their partner, they continue with their behavior. But why? Ten, below are 10 common reasons for female infidelity. Okay. Uh, number one, low self-esteem. Women with low self-esteem, depression, unresolved child, childhood trauma, and similar issues may seek validation through romantic and sexual activity. If someone wants them in that way, they feel worthwhile, desirable, wanted, needed, and lovable. Um, now, that is pretty interesting. Um, but it, it makes sense to me. Because everyone, everyone wants to feel respected. Everyone wants to feel appreciated. Everyone wants to feel loved. Everyone wants to feel complimented. You know, in a woman's mind, and this is just for me reading books and just being in relationships myself and just, you know, developing my understanding of the female brain and how they're wired. It's one thing that it is important for women to hear. It is. Well, I should say it's important for women to hear compliments. It's important for women to hear. I love you. You're beautiful. I think you're amazing. It's important for them to hear it. See, us guys, we naturally just think, okay, you know, the woman, you know, she should, she knows that I, she knows that I'm attracted to her and she knows that, you know, I'm with her and, she, you know, she should automatically connect that with, I like being around her, I love her, but that's not it, guys. Um, one of my, one of my girlfriends actually taught me this and she broke it down for me and she said, it's, she said that women have to hear it. And I was like, that is amazing. And she was like, and she explained to me, she was like, okay, there are some who need to hear it more than others. Um, but she said, you know, it's important that you say it. And it's not just, it's not just the physical aspect and it's not just the actual gift giving and stuff like that. But I need to hear the words come from your mouth and you look me in my face and you tell me the compliment. And I said, okay. Um, but yeah, low self-esteem is huge because... You know, they, they want, they want to hear and they want to feel validated. Validation feels good. We all like it. Um, it's in our nature. Some need it more than others. Some like it more than others. But we do need validation as humans. Okay. Next, uh, revenge. 
Sometimes women feel betrayed by their partner, usually either financially or sexually, and they use infidelity to retaliate. Typically, women seeking revenge are not secretive about what they are doing. Um, loneliness and neglect. Sometimes women f feel more like a nanny, maid, mother, or financial provider than a wife or girlfriend. They may use sex outside of the relationship to fill the emotional void. And that is extremely huge. One thing that can happen, especially, especially after, um, a woman gives birth, the man will see her differently. Because it's like, it's like, a person it's we think it's like a person came out of your vagina like we still love you we still think you're pretty but it's like okay our view of you has changed and so it's not you know after the child is born it's not going to look the same it's not going to it's for most guys the vagina is just not going to be as i can't think of a better word but appetizing and so, so to me, that makes sense. So I think, you know, you, you have to evolve the relationship and you have to, I think it's on guys and women as well. Women, I think women have to tell, you know, help us guys to, you know, first of all, tell us how you feel. Don't just hold it in and just be like, you know, just don't, don't just bury it, you know, tell us. And then we guys, we have to understand like, okay, this is like, that's my girl. Like I have, I still have to take care of her. She's not just before. Here's the thing. Before she's anything, she's a woman. Or, or I should say, I should say she's a girl. She's a girl. Okay. She grows up. She becomes a woman. Okay. Then, uh, you know, if things go in the correct order, she then becomes a wife. And then she becomes mother. So there are stages to the process. So it's not like now she's just a mom. No. At heart, at the above that, she's a wife. She still has these needs. She still needs that intimacy from the guy. So that makes sense. Alright. Um lack of sizzle. Some women miss the exhilaration of meeting, flirting, dating, and forming new relationships. They find their ongoing stable partner boring, so they chase the emotional high of finding and bonding with someone new. That's what happens. It, it, that does happen, you know, with any relationship. You know, you see them, and it's just, the first time you see them, it's like, oh, this is great, you know, they're really attractive, they're great, they're awesome. And then it just cool, it just goes down from there because, newness wears off. I don't care what you are. I don't care if you're, um, it, you just made your first million dollars. The newness wears off. If you made your first billion dollars, newness wears off. If you got, if you're a guy and you got this really hot girl that you're dating, it's like, wow, like she's really fantastic. But then it still wears off because you just get used to it. That That's natural. That That's what happens. Lack of sex at home. Um, I was reading a study earlier this year and it said that, uh, couples, married couples on average have sex, uh, 54 times a year. So that's about once a week because there's 52 weeks in a year. And then you have an extra day on birthdays and, uh, Valentine's day. So it makes sense. So once a week, 
Um, now, now let me get back into the article. Um, as mentioned earlier, women are sexual creatures. They usually enjoy the physical act of lovemaking as much as men do. And they also enjoy the feeling of being wanted, needed, and desired. Sometimes women are much more sexual than their partner. If so, this can be problematic. Rather than end the relationship, they may seek a little sex on the side to meet their physical needs. What, here's what we have to understand. We, I, I, here's, here's the thing. We were put on this planet by God primarily to do one thing. So he told, he told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply. So what does that mean? Um, okay, be productive. Okay, you know, have domain, he told him to, you know, have dominion over the animals and, you know, the land. Okay, obviously procreate. And that was, that was it. Those were pretty much, those were pretty much the rules. So at the very basic level, it is in us to want to have sex. It's, it's just in us. And so I think you, you know, also some, some people laugh at this, laugh at this idea, but this is extraordinarily helpful, but scheduling sex is crucial because what that does, first of all, it does, it does, it does many things. One thing it does is it makes your body get ready for sex, which is like, okay, so, you know, it's, you know. Chemicals are changing and things, you know, things are going on. Hormones, all that's rushing. Okay. Two, you are setting aside specific time to do it. Because what happens is when you, you, it's important to schedule your day. Because what can happen is you just go through things and you're just like, okay, wait, I got to do this. Okay. I got to do this. And then you're like, okay. And then pretty soon it's, it's time for you to go to bed. And then you repeat the next day. So you need to set your schedule. So you can be more productive. In that way, everything has a certain amount of time and you don't overwork yourself. So when you schedule sex, you're like, okay, this time is for me and my mate. That's that's what this specific time is for. And even parents, you know, you got to do it. And you obviously you guys know I'm not married and don't have kids, but you still tell them, you know, you explain to them. And they, they do get it if, you know. The brain is exceptionally smart, but you just explain to him, okay, this is, you don't, have, you, don't, you don't necessarily have to write sex. You just say, um, mommy and daddy time. You can do that. And you just say, okay, you see this time, this is time where you don't bother mommy and daddy. This is, this is for, this is for us. Don't knock on our door. Don't ask us for food. Don't ask us for anything. Entertain yourselves during this time. And it's just, it's just something that's very important. So, you know, uh, anyway, let me get through this so I can keep going. Unrealistic expectations. Some women expect their partner to meet their every need and desire. When their partner inevitably fails them, these women will sometimes turn to someone else. Um, remember, people have flaws. You're not going to, you're not going to get everything you want. There are pros and cons to people it just that's just the way it is they're not you know they're not going to do they're not going to be at 100 percent in every single place 
that doesn't that doesn't exist. Um, so you know, you sh- I, it's important to tell your to tell your your partner or your spouse. Okay, you know what? You know what? These are the things I need. Uh, these are things I want, and then you just you talk about it and you try to make you try to help and build each other. Partner partner A has certain strengths and weaknesses. Partner B has certain strengths and weaknesses. You come together to try to to try to build each other up and to make each other better and make you you want to make each other better um, as a as a twosome and individually. All right. Um, lack of female social support. This one I found interesting. A big part of healthy womanhood involves supportive female friendships and a sense of female community. Some women, especially those who experience maternal abuse or neglect, undervalue this while concurrently overvaluing attention of men. This can lead to infidelity. Uh, wanting to leave a relationship. Some women who want to end a relationship find it easier to cheat, forcing their current partner to end the relationship rather than ending it more directly or assertively. Other women know um, they want to leave, but they are not willing to do so until they've got another relationship lined up. Um, which I see that, to me, that that's pretty common. I, I see that often where I hear about people cheating and they're like, okay, they just cheat to get out of one relationship and they're like, okay, that relationship's over, okay, now... You know, I, you can go about this person. And I just, I never really understood cheating. Especially, especially if someone is already with someone. If someone, if someone, if someone is already in a relationship and I want, and I want a relationship with that person, an exclusive relationship with that person and I, and I cheat with them. What makes me think if they're cheating on their significant other, that they won't cheat on me. I just, I don't understand that. It also, cheating is just way too much work. Okay, uh, number 10. Sex and or love addiction. Some women engage in a never-ending stream of sex and romance to self-regulate uncomfortable emotions and the pain of underlying psychological conditions like depression, severe anxiety, uh, chronically low self-esteem, and unresolved childhood trauma, often sexual in nature. Okay, so that's interesting. So why do men cheat? All right, uh, here we go. Um, okay, well, let me let me let me go up a little bit. Okay, um, so uh, Robert Wise talks about he gives a few of the stereotypes and a few of a few um, statements that guys will make to justify their behavior, and I'm gonna talk on these. Um, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk on these and you're, you're going to hear from a guy's perspective. Okay. Every guy, these are things that guys would say. Every guy wants to have sex with other people. When the opportunity arises, he takes it. Okay. Um, that's not true necessarily. That's not, that's not necessarily true. There are, there are attractive women everywhere humans have never been more physically attractive ever in the history of time. So, you know, there are good-looking people everywhere. 
Almost everywhere, I should say. Um, but, you know, it's every guy wants to have sex with other people. That's just not true. It's a man's biological imperative to have sex with as many people as he can. Why should I be any different? Okay, at the very, very basic, most primitive level, you could probably make a case for that. But that doesn't justify cheating. You you made a commitment to a person, and you said, okay, it's me and you. That's it. When you do that, you cut all others off from sexual activity. It's that simple. If I got enough or better sex at home, I wouldn't need to cheat. Okay. That doesn't... Okay, even if you're not getting, as you would say, enough, you... That still doesn't... That still doesn't justify you cheating. It just... It just doesn't. Okay, because you you made a commitment. And the question is, okay, are you talking to your partner about their performance. Let me say this, especially especially women, ladies, don't fake. Don't fake orgasm. It, it helps nobody. It doesn't help you. It definitely, or I should say, it doesn't help the guy. It definitely does not help you. You, you need to talk so you guys can understand each other's bodies. That's what's so great about long-term relationships and, you know, being committed. It's just one person because you talk, you you learn their body over time. You're a beginner, then you you know, then you become at the intermediate level, and then you start to master each other's bodies because you start you just know their bodies. So you need to communicate and express, hey, these are the things I like, these are the things I don't like. This works, this doesn't work. And you know, I could do I could do a whole series on that stuff, but you know. That's not the point here. Okay. Um, I'm not doing anything that most of my buddies don't do. If you don't believe me, ask them. Doesn't justify it. If my partner hadn't gained so much weight, or if my partner was nicer to me, or more attentive, or whatever, I wouldn't have even thought about going elsewhere. Weight gain is key. It does affect physical attraction. It's just that simple. That's just... That's just truth okay it it does but that doesn't make it okay because you made a commitment okay so that's that's some of them i'm not okay let me get to the reasons okay immaturity co-occurring issues insecurity um it's over version one he may want to end his current relationship however instead of just telling his partner he's unhappy and wants to break things off he cheats and forces his partner to do the dirty work it's over version two he may want to end his current relationship, but not until he's got another one lined up. So he set the stage for his next relationship also in the first one. Um, lack of male social support. Confusion about limerence versus commitment. He might misunderstand the difference between romantic intensity and long-term love. Mistaking the neurochemical rush of early romance technically referred to as limerence for love and, fall and failing to understand that in a healthy long-term relationships... Limerence is replaced over time with less intense but ultimately more meaningful forms of connection. Looks fade. That's natural. Looks are going to fade. Um, you, you know, you're not going to be happy. Sex isn't all that's in a relationship. There's communicating. There's time spent together. 
um, there, there are various things that go into a relationship. It's not just, it's not just sex. You're not just going to be spending time between the sheets. That's not what happens. Childhood abuse, selfishness, terminal uniqueness, unfettered impulse, unrealistic expectations, anger or revenge. Man, that's just pretty huge, man. Okay, I'm spending a lot of time on this, but I, I, I feel that this is necessary. Okay, so here's another source. Number one in 2018, who cheats more? The demographics of infidelity in America. Okay, so the stats are just a little bit different, but, um, you know, it's still, it's still pretty close. In general, men, and this is from uh, ifstudies.org. Um, in general, men are more likely to cheat than more cheat. Men are more likely than women to cheat. 20% of men and 13% of women reported that they've had sex with someone other than their spouse while married, according to the data from the recent general social service surveys. Um, okay, so that's that. But let me get into some demographics here. Okay, so, um, 16% of whites, 22% of blacks. 13% of Hispanics. So that's interesting. So blacks, mm, well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, 18 to 34, 11%. 35 to 64, 17%. 65 and up, 18%. That kind of makes sense because you simply just have more time to do so. The older you get, the more people you come across, the more time you have. That kind of makes sense. Um, high school or less, um, you know, uh, 15%, some college, 18%, uh, college or more, 16%, Democrats, 18%, Republicans, 14%, Independents, 15%, um, those who grew up with both parents, 15%, did not grow up with both, 18%, um, religious service attendants, at least once a week, 14%, several times a month, or a year, 14%. Um, once a year or less, 19%. Okay, cheating is closely linked to divorce and separation. Okay, so 53% who are... Um, so there's 100%. So those that are currently married, 53% of those cheated on their spouse. And then 40%... Um, that are divorced or separated cheated on their spouse, and 7% that are widowed cheated on their spouse. Okay. Those that did not cheat on their spouse, 76% are currently married, 17% are divorced or separated, and then 7% are widowed. So this is just some interesting stuff, man. So, you know, what's the big lesson? You know, first of all, don't cheat. That's obvious. That's not okay. But talk to your partner, you know, express yourself, express, you know, your needs, your wants. Before you get into a relationship, you need to, you need to ask everything and talk about everything. Sex is one of those things, especially sex is the super glue of marriage. Okay. You need to, you need to find out. Okay. Do you like sex? What does that mean? How often do you want to have sex? How many times a week? You know, what you know, what kinds of sexual activities will we be, do you like? What types do you not like? You need to talk about all that. It may be awkward, but it's necessary. 
Because what you don't want, and I think I've shared this story before, but I, you know, I knew a couple. And they, you know, one guy, he said, okay, we're going to be having sex every day. And if we can't do that, it's going to be every other day. And the girl said, um, once a month. Clearly that relationship wasn't going to work. It just, it just, it just wasn't because you're almost, you're almost at two ends of the, uh, two ends of the spectrum. And it's just, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So, you know, just talk about these things with your partner. Don't cheat. It's not okay. You made a commitment with that person. Okay. And I'll say this in terms, I'll say this in terms of the weight gain, you can take it how you want, but I think it's important for couples to keep each other in check. Yes, your body, you will age, your looks will fade, and you can't do the same things that you could always do. But it's important that you keep your, you need, physical attraction is important. You want your spouse to find you physically attractive for as long as possible. Don't just completely just let yourself go. And it's just like, oh, you know, they've been with me this long. They'll love me just as I am or they're just, they're just going to have to take it. No, that's wrong. That is wrong. You, I, I believe it's important for spouses and, you know, partners to keep each other in check. Just be like, you know, hey, you know, hey man, you know, your, your stomach is just kinda, it's, it's getting out there a little bit. You know, you, you just need to keep each other in check. I think that's what's important. I was in a relationship like that where I was dating this girl. And she said, you know, um, we talked about this and I said, I said, look, I'm one of those people. And this is the same girl that, um, explained to me about, you know, how women need to hear, how women need to hear compliments. And I was talking to her and I said, I said, look, you know, there are things that there, you know, there are certain expectations that I have of you. And there are certain expectations I want you to have of me. I want you to hold me accountable, at least physically towards like, okay, you know, your, you know, your six pack isn't as defined anymore, you know, fix that. It's like, I, I expect that from you, but I will also in turn keep you in check physically. And she said, I'm okay with that. And I agree with that 100%. Fantastic relationship. Okay. So that was that. I know I spent, I don't think I've ever spent so much time on one topic. But, you know, this whole thing with cheating, man, cheating just irritates me. I, 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 luckily, I've never been cheated on. I never have cheated on anyone. I think it's a disgusting and a horrendous thing to do to someone. If you're going, if you want to have, if you want to just be with someone else, just say it, just express it and get it out. If you don't want to be exclusive, be upfront about that. Put it in writing, like, you know, send them, you know, talk to them in person and then have it in writing so you can have proof. And I, I'm not, you know, you guys already know how I, you, know, you guys already know how I'm a Christian and my beliefs. I'm just saying, I know everyone doesn't believe this stuff, believe what I believe. But I'm saying, you know, if you don't want to be exclusive, just tell them, hey, it's not just going to be just you and me. Okay, there are other people that I'm, 
that I'm physically attracted to that I want to do stuff with. Be upfront about that. And then if you do that, you, you're good because you, 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 you did what you had to do. But don't cheat. If you're going, to, if you want to be with someone else, just end that relationship, be honest, and move on. It may hurt. It may sting. It may be uncomfortable. But just be honest. But cheating is just, you know, it's, it's hard, man. Just don't do it. Don't do it. Okay. So let me talk about Joker really quick. So Joker, um, over the weekend became the most successful R-rated film for worldwide release and it regained the number one spot. And that was according to KTLA.com from October 27th. Now, let me say this. I'm, I haven't seen Joker. I don't really plan on seeing it. Um, but, you know, people have been talking, they said, or at least around me, they've been saying, you know, he, Joaquin Phoenix, is probably going to get a lot of awards. And I said, you know, here's the thing. I haven't seen it, but I don't think he will, simply due to the controversy surrounding the movie. I've heard nothing but good things about his performance. I Actually, great things, I should say. Um... But, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen because of how, because of how the left is portrayed in the movie. I just don't see Hollywood, which is, in case you didn't know, very leftist. I, it it wouldn't surprise me to see him get snubbed. So I hope he gets, I hope he gets awarded for his hard work, his performance. Um, I may see it just to watch his performance. But, um, Joaquin Phoenix, I just, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets snubbed. I, I hope he doesn't, but that's just me. Okay, so, that's all I want to talk about right, right there. Okay, I am tired of these gender reveal parties, man. I'm so tired of them. Not because of what happened here, okay? So, a woman died from an explosion at a gender reveal party, which is horrendous i mean that that's treacherous that's absolutely treacherous a woman this is from cnn a woman has died after an explosion at a gender reveal party in iowa authorities say the 56 year old woman unnamed by authorities was pronounced dead at the scene saturday in the city of knoxville the subsequent investigation found a gender reveal announcement resulted in the explosion and the woman was struck by a piece of flying debris according to the press release Gender reveal parties have grown in popularity in recent years. Feature expectant parents um, who find out and announce the gender of their unborn baby, often with guests watching and filming on the sidelines. I'm going to say this. I don't want a gender reveal party. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I would, I obviously, I would want to know what it's going to, what the child is going to be. I'll be excited for Either one, especially my girls, like, oh my gosh, my daughters, I just, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. But, you know, I just, I don't know, I don't know why it has to be such a big thing that you celebrate with everyone and you throw on, do this big thing that can very easily go wrong. 
Like I saw, like I see these people, you know, they do, and this is so stupid. This is so stupid. They do the, you know, the wife will, you know, toss a, toss a, you know, a ball filled with either blue or pink powder and, you know, the guy <laughs> pretty much has one chance because once that ball hits the ground, the powder is going to show. So to me, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. I don't, I don't care. I, I just, no, I, I, I don't know. But I mean, you know, let me know how you guys feel about these gender reveal things. Do you care? Do you like it? Do you... I don't know. I just... I just don't know why you would want to do it. I mean, I yes, it's exciting. Births are just... Oh, man, they're just some of the most beautiful things that could ever happen. But it's like, hey, man... It's... I Garbage overall. I don't care. I, I, I just... I'm not interested in doing a gender reveal party. Um... There was one in 2017 from the same article. There was another 2017 party in Arizona that sparked a wildfire that burned almost 47,000 acres of land and caused more than $8 million in damage. In Australia last July, a car that was used to belch out blue smoke suddenly burst into flames, forcing the driver and guests to quickly abandon the vehicle. Stupid stuff. Just unnecessary. And I'm going to be honest here. I'm not even big on baby showers. I'm really not. I just, I see why they're necessary because, you know, it takes a village. Babies are expensive. I, but, you know, that, that, it, it's just me. It's just me. Um, anyway, that's really all I have to say. I spend a lot of time on the whole cheating thing. But seriously, man, don't cheat. Don't cheat, and if you are if you are an elected official, I'm gonna I'm gonna close with the ending. I'm gonna close with the beginning of what I was saying. If you are an elected official, or you want to be an elected official, think about your standard of living. Think about okay, do I want to be seen? Do I want to be held to a higher standard? Do I want my every move to be scrutinized? Am I willing to give up the things that I enjoy doing? Because even just the slightest thing, like people, you know, people talk about this whole Ilhan Omar situation, which aside from being illegal with her marrying her brother and all of that and that just horrendous garbage, you know, she's, you know, it it grossly appears that she's, having an affair with one of her, you know, staffers or one of the people who, you know, who's a political consultant. It's just not a good idea. And, you know, as we found out, affairs are common. They happen. First of all, one is too many, but they do happen and they happen often. So if you want, I'm going to finish, I'm going to say this and I'm going to close. If you want to be an elected official, think about whether you truly want to be speculated 
at a much higher rate than the average John Doe or Jane Doe.